Good morning. I hope everybody's doing well on this fabulous and wonderful Tuesday morning. I'm sure everybody is just bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and just ready to hit the day going. And uh, you may be uh, in your bathrobe, hair in your cur curlers in your hair, and uh, uh, no makeup, and uh, dreading the day. And that's just the men. So. Uh, <laughs> But uh, either way, I do hope everybody is excited to be above ground and the Lord has blessed us with another brand new day to have a brand new start and to do it and live it for his glory this morning in this day. And we got watching here. We got Rusty Boss, Amy Oaks Turner, Tracy Little, Carolyn Kelly, Donna Taylor, Terry Hutchison, Angel Dixon, Darling Barker, and uh, Jennifer Honeycutt. Appreciate all you wonderful people when Brandy's watching. She, when Brandy comments where she's an administrator on the account of uh, the church account, it comes up at a lot Bible church, but she says good morning there. So, so anyway, good morning. I, I have a great group watching this morning. Appreciate you tuning in and uh, joining me. Well, at this time, let's go ahead and do our morning Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All right, praise the Lord for this wonderful pledges this morning and the freedom to do so. Good morning, Mike Kinsley. Appreciate you tuning in. But I do pre praise God that we do live in this wonderful country. And I guess that kind of brings us to Mad Matt's news and comment. <laughs> I, uh, we boys and girls, I tell you what, it is, uh, the world has gone mad. Uh, it's very kind of funny in a way how the liberals are trying to, uh, uh, differentiate, differentiate, separate themselves from, uh, from Joe Biden and their ad campaigns because they know that, uh, red wave is coming and, uh, they're running scared and, uh, they're trying every way in the world to uh, separate themselves from him. And, uh, it, it's just, you know, just, it's nauseating the lies that they put out there. But, uh, I tell you what's getting really bad is this lawlessness and the immorality, uh, that we're seeing in our country. In fact, uh, I think it's in LA, they banned mask wearing because of the amount of robberies that are taking place uh, people were using these masks uh, to cover their faces and just, uh, just like every morning just uh, even as much as last uh, yesterday uh, in new york showed a group of kids come up behind a guy in in a mall hit him and uh, knocked him out i'm telling you guys and gals i don't know if that's something we have to worry about around here as much maybe a bigger thing in, in inner cities but be careful. Watch your back. Watch who's behind you. If it's a large group, you know. Around here, though, I think people know better because um, they'll get shot. So be careful, man. I tell you what, people don't care anymore. They don't have a conscience, and they don't have God, and they don't care. And uh, so be very, very careful. But I also saw in Minnesota where the um, all these nightclubs in different places are uh, shutting down because people are afraid to get out due to COVID. You know, as I told you before, I don't, I don't care if you wear a mask or not. And um, 
I don't care if you get the shots or not. That's between you and God. I don't care what you do. If that's what makes you feel better, go for it, all right? But I'll tell you, I've had a belly full of this whole COVID garbage. I really have. And uh, I probably showed myself a little bit at the VA yesterday, but I somatic and see straight. Uh, you know, I'm having some ear problems and sickness. Try to get in to see a physician. And uh, finally got in yesterday to see a physician. And uh, uh, get the nurse calls me in there. See, I don't like wearing these masks. The VA is one of those places where you still have to wear the stupid mask. So I tear the, the uh, uh, bottom part of the thing goes around your ears off the bottom of the mask i make a loop i tie a little knot and make a little loop so it goes around my ears so i kind of flaps i got to wear it under my nose anyways i don't care i think it's ridiculous it doesn't do any good but it, to me that's the way i feel like i said not to disparage those or uh, those who want to wear one but as soon as she come in that's the first thing she said was there's something wrong with your mask and i said nope that's the way i wear it she just gave me a dirty look anyway i get in there and uh told her i have a history of ear problems and uh, uh, she says, uh, well, uh, you need to be tested for COVID, the flu, and RSV. I said, I don't have COVID, the flu, or RSV. I said, I have an ear infection. Well, that could be a symptom of COVID. I said, lady, I said, I have a history of ear problems. I said, I, it's not COVID. I said, it will take you 30 seconds to look at my daggone ear and see it. Give me a prescription. Let me get out of here. No, she said she wanted me to go on the opposite side of the campus there and sit in an isolation tent for two hours get this test done that are not needed hike back to the other side here i don't feel good and uh, then sit for another hour two or three and then let them look at my ear for 30 seconds and tell me with this and the other i was so angry i said i said forget the whole thing i ripped my mask off i went i just went on my way i said i'm done with it. i'm telling you guys i just this whole COVID thing is just, uh, to me, because she told me, let's get this now, anything can be considered COVID related. So what that tells me is all these numbers are, they're, they say are spiking in our area or whatever, makes me wonder, is it really COVID or is it just something they consider COVID related, which could be, according to her, anything, and then they're going to label that COVID and, and start this mess again. Guys, pray for me that I don't end up in jail because these, these stores or places start making me wear a mask. I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> I'm done. I am so done. But uh, so I don't know. Pray for me. Pray for this nation because we need it. All right, guys and gals. Let's go ahead. Now that I'm done with my rant for the morning here, uh, let's go look at our verse of discussion. Look at James chapter 1, verses 22 through 24. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. All right, praise God for this uh, wonderful uh, passage of scripture this morning. You know, the uh, fair, uh, Appalachian Fair, started yesterday and uh, I didn't realize it's already started. But uh, me and Brandon will try to go one night this week. I just like to go walk around and look at the weird people. And, uh, of course, people are looking at me saying, look at that weirdo. Man. <laughs> so I just like looking around at all the different booths and stuff. I could not have no desire to ride anything whatsoever. But when you go to, like, a carnival like that, fair, you know, they always have those, uh, those mirrors, those weird-looking mirrors that give you a distorted look at yourself. You know, you either look real small or real tall and wavy or whatever it may be. And uh, it's, it's kind of fun to, to look at those. For me, when I look at them, it actually makes me look normal. But uh, 
<laughs> Otherwise, I look weird, all right? But, uh, you know, it's it's easy to have a distorted view of yourself. And when I say that, that could be uh, a, a, you kind of take that in a broad way. Uh, and what I mean by that, when you look have a distorted view of yourself, there could be, you know, I think a lot of people, some people, I should say a lot, some people have issues when it comes to their body image. You know, they, they, they feel that they uh, look, well, well, I'll just put it bluntly. I, uh, I've always had a problem with my weight, all right? And uh, to be honest with you, I hate looking in the mirror. <laughs> you know, I really hate it. I just, I've, had, I've battled anorexia. Of course, you can tell I've overcome it now, <laughs> but at one point in time, I battled it and bulimia and, and uh, really, really suffered with that for a long time. And a lot of people have a distorted view of their, of their body, and uh, it, it can have some real psychological effects uh, on how they view themselves and others in their comparison to other people. But I think for the Christian, when you have that distorted view of yourself, uh, you have to be very careful because I think a lot of Christians sometimes think that they may be far better than what they are. And we have to be very careful not to be prideful, high-minded, uh, and uh, think, oh, well, look at me. You know, I, I'm, I am superior. You may not think of that maybe consciously, you know, so I, you know, maybe, you know, maybe some, I've met some and some pastors who do look down on people. And I've met some Christians who do look down and because I am weird and I do have a weird sense of humor. And when I get nervous, I talk really fast and a whole lot because I get nervous and, uh, and I've had people look at me and say, you're weird. Uh, you know, the, for, I think for some Christians, maybe subconsciously, you have the distorted view of, well, I'm way up here spiritually, and it's so easy to look down on other people and say, what's their problem? What's wrong with them? And uh, Or to have the distorted view and make excuses for your sin and you're uh, in, in an area of your life that you know needs work, but you're just so distorted in your thinking, you think, well, it's no big deal. I'm saved. I'm forgiven. It's not that big a deal. And again, that's taking advantage of grace. That's, that's cheap grace to say, well, I'll just be forgiven. What's the big deal? No, the big deal is, is that we have to work on those areas and to better ourselves uh, and not go down a path that is uh, not glorifying to God. Remember, sin is abhorrent. We are sinful people. And the, as we talked about yesterday, the flesh wars against the spirit. And we're going to mess up, but we have to learn from that and try to do better. Now, there may be areas in your life where you're on the weekend, and you're going to mess up, and you're going to mess up, and you're going to mess up. And it's just like it's difficult to get off that merry-go-round. Uh, but we have to be very careful to realize, hey, I need to be humble before God. We don't have a distorted view of ourselves to think that we're way up here spiritually and we're above all the, the peons below us who are not saved or living in the world or maybe baby Christians that you're looking out upon. That's why God draws close to the humble. All right, so we need to have that humility before God, and I have that prideful attitude of look at me. I know I'm super spiritual. I'm super Christian. I do you know I'm I'm checking off all the boxes, and you know we have to be very careful because we get to we may you know there there was it uh, Icarus uh, who flew too close to the sun. Remember him and his father? They escaped from the prison. His wings were made of wax, and he flew too close to the sun. The wax started beginning to melt, and he crashed to his death. I think sometimes we can think too much of ourselves, and they say, you know, we may be crashing down, and God gives a 
heaping spoonful of humble pie. So be, always be sure that you are humble for God. Realize your weaknesses. Realize you have areas that need work and work on those areas and try to avoid those pitfalls. Try to avoid those errors. Try to avoid those areas and people that may drag you into a place you don't need to be at. You know, and again, I've, I've talked to people before in the past, and I've, and I've explained this many times, that as Christians, we have to be so careful who we associate ourselves with. And I've had people get in my face and get smart and say, don't you tell me who I be friends with. I'll be friends with whoever I want to. I ain't giving up on my friends. They've always been there for me. Well, that may be. But and you, I'm not saying you can't be friends with them, but you can't have a close, intimate relationship or friendship with somebody who's in the world. And you're trying to live as a Christian because they are going to pull you down far quicker than you will ever bring them to where you're at. And that's why we have to be very careful. You may have to get to the point where you have to say, hey, I'm sorry, I just can't hang around you like I used to. I, you're a dear friend. I love you. I'm here for you. But I'm trying to make changes in my life. I'm trying to live for Jesus Christ. And I feel like we're in two different directions. But I'm, you know, and you may have to explain that. And they may get mad. They may hang up on you. And they may never talk to you again. But what is, what, where is your, uh, you know, you have to decide where you want to be. Do I want to follow Jesus Christ? Do the things that honor Him and try to uh, be better spiritually, mentally, emotionally? Or do I want to continue on the same path I've been on, the path that God has drawn me out of? You know, that's what you have to look at yourself. And that's why we have to we look at our James 1, 22 through 24. And I, I look in this direction because one of my monitors had to have the, the verse on it. In case you're wondering what I'm, what I'm pointing at here. But, you know, that's, that's like so many people. That's what God's Word is talking about. To, uh, let me bring this verse back over here just one more time so you see it. Uh, anyone who listens to the Word does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. You know, that's why we have to, we, we see God's Word. We see that reflection. We see those things that need changing. It brings us under conviction. That's why it's imperative to be in the Word, to be in prayer, because we can see those areas. And if you're reading these things and you're still just going and doing what you want to do, it's just like looking in the mirror and forgetting. It's like looking in the mirror and seeing that your hair needs to be combed, that you need to, you got, uh, gravy on your chest or you know whatever it may be then again you have people at walmart that uh, apparently don't look at the mirror at all <laughs> i mean brady's at walmart yesterday had to get a few things and i tell you what guys and gals apparently there's a trend among young ladies who feel the need to wear leggings and very short tops and want to show everything that god has given them and i'm just like what is going on you know i, I just uh uh, I look over and I'm like, uh, Brady's like, you see that? I'm like, yeah, I saw it. I turned my head, you know, it just, uh, it's, it's unbelievable. But, you know, it'll be like looking in the mirror and seeing things that you need to clean up and do and say, I don't want to do it, you know, when you walk around nasty and stinking and not uh, cleaning yourself up. Same thing with God's Word. That's like, what God's Word tells us. And even in the Old Testament, you know, He's talking to Moses and don't forget the things that, that God has done for the Israelites. Don't forget how they were delivered, how they were free, what they went through. Don't forget these things. Don't forget the things of Jesus Christ. Don't forget the things in God's Word. It's not just merely a book. It's not just merely pages of things that we ought to do or, or should do. It, it, these are commandments that God has given us that we need to make real changes in our lives. We're not just simply going about our day and saying, eh, you know, what's the big deal? 
We have to understand how sin is abhorrent in God's eyes. We need to put away that prideful attitude. And we need to make sure that we are doers of the word and not hearers only. So many people just attend church, but then through the week you never know they went to church. I was talking to an individual here not too long ago, and I said, oh, you know, uh, I know she so-and-so was on my Facebook, and uh, said, uh, one of y'all were friends. They go to my church, and they looked at me, and they like, so-and-so goes to your church? And I said, well, yeah. They go to church. And I was like, yeah? Huh. And that's all they said. And I was like, you know, what do I tell me? <laughs> you know, because you know, they worked together. And I was thinking, well, don't wonder what that meant. You know, it makes you wonder, you know, uh, you know, how some people act outside of church versus how they act and look in church. And uh, this is not an act, people. And if you're trying to put on a front, uh, you're going to fall miserably. And because God knows your heart, He knows your attention, He knows your thoughts, He knows what you're doing. And either you're sincerely trying to serve God Almighty, or you're just putting on an act. And one way or the other, you're going to be called out on Judgment Day for what you're trying to do. We need to make sure that we, when we go to church, we're trying to listen to what's being said. Trying to glean what God has instilled upon that individual who's speaking. And try to say, okay, Lord, how can I apply this to my life? You know, so I think when I when I study to teach uh, on Sunday night and Wednesday nights, I pray, Lord, how can I use this to help teach, to help to instruct, to help encourage, to help those on their spiritual journey uh, to apply to their lives? Because it's all about spiritual growth. I'm tired of the stagnation. I'm tired of those who just don't want to try anymore. I don't understand it. We must strive for the mind of Christ. We just need to be brought under conviction for the things that we're doing wrong and strive to do better. Strive for the power of God to be resided within you to help you overcome those weaknesses and areas in your life that you know need help. Let's not be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And make sure that we are being that light in this world of darkness and we're spreading the gospel to everyone. The Great Commission is what we are all about. Every one of us. I don't care if you're a pastor called the ministry or not. As a Christian, you are responsible for that. So be careful when you look in God's Word, that when you look into that proverbial mirror of God's Word, it's reflecting back to you that you see those changes that need to be made, and you may have to make the hard choices. You may have to make the hard changes you don't want to make, but that's why it's a battle. That's why it's hard. That's why narrow is the way. And that's why it makes it very hard and difficult to do the things we know we need to do. Broad is the path that leads to destruction. It's easy to go out and do all the things that everybody else is doing, but it's hard to do what God's Word is telling you to do. Don't have that distorted view of yourself, but look in God's Word and see the change that need to be made, and that way you have the right view of yourself between you and God. It takes work. It's hard and it's difficult, but God will give you the power and strength to endure and to persevere. All right, my friends, let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. Now, Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Well, thanks so much for this good word this morning. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your loving kindness, your forgiveness of sins to never give up on us. Lord, help us to look at that mirror of the Word of God. Help us to see those things that we need to change, that we need to work on. Give us the power and the strength to make those changes and to do what is right and holy in your eyes. Lord, is there anyone watching or listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. 
Lord, be with all my family and friends who are watching and listening this morning. Would you watch over, lead, guide, and protect them. Keep them safe and well. Be with our kids, Lord Jesus. Uh, so my, my daughter this morning, who's starting her first day at college, I pray she be with her and many others like her. They're going to school, work, or play. Lord Jesus, watch over. But the whole age protection about them. Keep them safe and well. Be with all those who are requesting prayer, whether it be online or uh, on uh, at the church, Lord, you know the hearts, minds, and needs. And Lord, let you be done in each and every situation. Help us, Lord, please, to be a light in this world of darkness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And you go to the fair, but, uh, I don't uh, get out of control. <laughs> so I hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.